Hi, everybody. Welcome to It May Interest You to Know. <laughs> I'm Tony Marcolini. I'm a professor and an attorney here in the great state of New Jersey. I'm joined today with my co-host, uh, author and attorney John Hartman, and executive chef at Camp David and former White House chef Marty Mangello. All right. Thank you, Tony. Tony. Thank you. I said I uh, already introduced uh, Marty and John to you, but we have a special guest with us today. That's uh, me. That's that's <laughs> in the lower left-hand corner, Keith Baxter. Yay! Yay! So Keith is here today to talk a little bit about his career, uh, which has been ex very exciting, uh, and he's gotten into a lot of famous uh, work, famous movies. He's into music uh, creation uh, and for animation purposes. Right now is working on the score. I don't know if you've completed it yet or you're still working on it, uh, but for Tom and Jerry for HBO Max. Uh, yeah, we wrapped up the season uh, at the end of last year. So it's all done. It's all done, unless they do another season. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about your career. I mean, I know we, we're really here to talk about Tom and Jerry, but I wanted to talk a little bit about your experience. I mean, you've done some major projects. Uh, and sure have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at the Looney Tunes show, uh, Madagascar. Uh, I mean, can we talk? Didn't, he, didn't he do Despicable Me also? Didn't you he work did. on that? Yeah. Gosh, man, you're a hero in our house. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about your experience on those projects? Um, well, sure. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, can, can you be a little more specific? Because that's a uh, that's pretty sure. wide ranging. Uh, it is. Well, tell me about you know the 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 fun parts. Let's say of working on Looney Tunes. Well, the fun parts. Uh, uh, first and foremost, the it's fun because these are characters that I have loved since I was a little kid and uh, they stopped making them for a long, long time and uh, I first got to work on them when I was working on a show called Tiny Tunes that Steven Spielberg did with uh, uh, Warner Brothers and some of the Looney Tunes characters would make guest appearances uh, in the Tiny Tunes show so that was that was uh, one of the coolest things ever. But then after that, uh, I, I uh, directed a, a series uh, of Tasmanian Devil cartoons. All right. Um, so, <laughs> so that was amazing to do. Uh, to do a whole uh, a whole. Uh, I'm getting ready to do my best Tasmanian Devil voice. Oh, do don't let him. Do not let him start. <laughs> I'm gonna start spinning up, John. Uh, so, and then after that, I, um, I went to work in a, a, a division of Warner Brothers called uh, Warner Classics, and that was 
really the only place that you would get to do the Looney Tunes characters. Uh, so it had that going for it. And the carrot that they, uh, no pun intended, the carrot that they uh, enticed you into Warner Classics is that you would get to make uh, uh, Looney Tunes theatrical shorts. Uh, but the, uh, the sad fact was uh, mostly what you did was you made commercials. And, and I wasn't that interested in making commercials. Uh, so I did make, I, and, and you do get to make uh, theatrical shorts, but there's no guarantee that the studio is going to make them. So uh, I did, I did make a uh, a Bugs Bunny uh, cartoon that will never appear anywhere. And it combined two of my loves, which is ice hockey. I'm Canadian, uh, and and Looney Tunes. So I, I made a uh, a Bugs Bunny uh, ice hockey cartoon, but. That's pretty yeah, cool. I, like to say, I was born in Toronto. Oh, go Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much creative control do you actually have? Uh, like when, I mean, because you've done, I mean, and we're all familiar, you've done Spider Man and like, uh, you know, we were talking about Despicable Me. I mean, are you more or less told exactly what they're looking for? Or do you have the ability to be creative? It depends on. Uh, what the project is and what I'm hired as. Uh, in the case of the Tom and Jerry's, uh, once Warner Brothers had approved a premise, uh, I went ahead and wrote the song or co-wrote it, uh, usually with my uh, uh, songwriting partner, Greg Sims. Oh, sure. And and uh, and, and it was a. Uh, that was pretty much it. They, they signed off on it. They, if they had any changes, they were tiny changes. Oh, uh, there's a, for instance, uh, I, in one of the uh, cartoons that we did, I had a line that mentioned uh, a, a competing uh, television network, uh, ESPN. Because somewhere I had it in my head that Warner Brothers owned ESPN, but then it was explained to me, even if I had mentioned a, uh, a, a, a network that Warner Brothers did own, they still wouldn't have let me use it. So, uh, so uh, they're just, uh, there's a lot of rules that go, <laughs> go into what you can, you can uh, say in a, in a cartoon. Uh, and uh, so there would be little things like that where they'd say, no, you can't mention CNN or ESPN or, or, you just can't mention that. So, what's the uh, process like for you? What's the creative process like? Um, I mean, well, do you, yeah, do you just sure. do you do you absorb the characters and just watch the you know watch them for two days and then say, "Boy, I'm ready to go," or do you uh, you know do do you yoga beforehand? I mean, what's the process? Well, in the beginning, uh, when, when uh, I came on board, uh, Tom and Jerry. Uh, there, there's uh, what's called a launch package. And normally you would do it in person, uh, but uh, in this case, because of COVID, everyone just you know, watched it at home. And uh, the, uh, the director, uh, Daryl Van Sitters, is a highly accomplished director. He, uh, he's been doing uh, Warner Brothers cartoons for decades. Uh, and uh, so he, uh, he explains what makes Tom and Jerry uh, different from other cartoons. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't want to get too esoteric here, but uh, um, 
there were a lot of different studios that made cartoons back in the day when uh, when Tom and Jerry was first created, and each of them had different budgets. Disney had the largest budgets, then MGM, which originally uh, was a studio of, of Tom and Jerry. They had the smaller budgets than that, and then Warner Brothers had the smallest. And so you can see the animation style is very different um, based on how much money they had on a cartoon. So, so he was very specific about how you move the characters, how you pose the characters. If you look at Tom and Jerry, uh, they all in Tom and Jerry when they when they come to a resting position, their their ha their hands uh, they're they're posed like animals as opposed to funny and they just stand around like people, you know, with their hands on their hips and and all that stuff. But but. Uh, um, Tom and Jerry characters they relax in into animals whereas whereas uh, that's not true for for generally for the Looney Tunes characters so that's a, so that's a lot uh, um, kind of lost track of the question, but it did seem like that was the right answer <laughs> well I was gonna say Tony uh, he also worked on Shrek the halls Wow. And, uh, he was like a story artist or something for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I worked uh, as a, a a character designer, a story artist, a character layout artist, an animator, a writer director, um, just uh, almost everything you can do. Uh, um, uh, drawing cartoons, uh, and uh, so a story artist. Uh, a story artist's job is very different depending on which studio you work at. The at Disney or, or DreamWorks, a story artist can do anything from be handed script pages and and ask to to uh, stage the uh, the the action and 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 pose the action out, uh, or they could be handed a just a line uh, that says we need to get the character from from this sequence which is written to another sequence which is written but we don't have any pages on this so just come up with some interesting stuff and um so so uh at a at, uh, at in dreamworks when i was there that was the job it was extremely creative uh, you really could bring a lot to to the uh to the, the movie of your own. Uh, other studios, uh, they, they're more like here, this, this is the script. We just want you to, to draw what the script says. Um, and, uh, and that's that. So that's a story artist. Well, tell us in Shrek, give us some behind the scenes information. Can you point to a particular part in that movie that you feel particularly proud of? Well, there's, there's a lot of Shreks there, um, and there are. Yeah, honestly, it's been so long since I since I I, I watched it, and there like if, if you if you look at the ridiculously long list of, of shows, I'll look at that them and go, oh really? Did I work on that? Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Well, my, favorite, my favorite line is before you shift into a self defeating rage spiral. <laughs> I've been using that for years. Um, Keith, tell us about uh, Veggie Tales, and you wrote, I think, the song for uh, Beauty and the Beat. I'm just—that's my wife's favorite movie oh. story. Beauty and the Beat. As a, as a, as a White House chef, I'm overly excited about Beauty and the Beat. 
wait a minute, I'm being grilled by two lawyers in a chef? Is that <laughs> when it comes to grilling we, and grilling, we are really good. We should all have spatulas. <laughs> you did a spatula party. Um, yeah, uh, so, okay, uh, Beauty and the Beat. This is really a, a funny story, uh, I think. You decided. Um, I had uh, done a, a country album, and um, very few copies uh, got, got sold. But the person that was asked to direct Beauty and the Beat was one of those people that listened to it, and, and he said, I want this guy to write the songs for Beauty and the Beat. Now, Beauty and the Beat was was a, a Veggie Tales show, and you know that Veggie Tales is a uh, um, you know a, 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 a they call it a values uh, entertainment, uh, and the, uh, the the lyrics that uh, this director and the director is a very deeply Christian person as well. But the, the but the song that he was showcasing as as saying, see see how funny these lyrics are. Um, they were they were um, they were very racy, and so uh, so they were not at all convinced that I was the guy. So they asked me to write a song on spec um, for for it before they committed. And so I wrote one of the songs on spec, and they they loved it and said, "You're our guy." So, so wow. I, so, I think eight or ten songs for for it, and. Um, um, how wonderful is that? I mean, to reach kids' hearts. Uh, the Veggie Tones, by the way, um, for those of our, our viewers out there uh, all across the world, um, if you don't know, the Veggie Tones are a traveling family band. And this uh, particular next big gig is at Vegetable Square Garden. So some of this stuff may sound familiar. They, they do a lot of creative borrowing and licensing. Oh, the Veggie Tales are great. Yeah, um, and so uh, so uh, it was very exciting that Kelly Pickler uh, was uh, selected to be the uh, the voice. That's uh, right. Uh, and uh, a, a friend of mine, um, uh, Rob Paulson, who does so many voices for for every studio. He's he's at different times in series. He's been two different Ninja Turtles. He was. Uh, uh, Yakko and Animaniacs and and just uh just uh, he does a zillion voices and um, so he uh, provided the voice of, of the beat in in uh, in, uh, in the beat um, uh, oh and uh, yeah so I uh, uh, when I recorded that um, I sent my guitar parts to the producer in Nashville and uh, I had sent uh, um, sequence drums and bass and all that, and uh, the the uh, producer brought in Brad Paisley's drummer and bass player to to, uh, to play the the live instruments on it. So that so was a real kick. Did you record at home, or did you, did you have a home studio? Yeah, I have a home studio. Uh, I can do I can do uh, you know any. Um, uh, MIDI MIDI parts, guitar parts, but uh, when, uh, you know when I have to do it's, uh, vocals and uh, and other live instruments, uh, and then I'll then I'll take it into a, a studio. Do you do anything on the side for fun, like playing a band or? Yeah, yeah, I uh, I um well, I'm moving uh, right now. I'm in the process of moving to uh, to Tennessee, 
but uh, we uh, was in a band. I guess I'm theoretically still in the band. Uh, it's called California Dreamin', and uh, and we just, we did a, a a final gig here on Friday. Uh, yeah, and it was it was doing the music of Laurel Canyon, which is uh, for those who don't know, it's all, all of these uh, uh, bands and singer songwriters like the Boys, the Monkeys, and the Eagles, and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, Jackson Brown. Uh, uh, just an amazing group of uh, of uh, writers and performers, and uh, I had never been in a band that had so many strong singers uh, where we could pull off uh, incredible versions of uh, Mamas and the Papas and the Eagles and and uh, and so yeah we were uh, we were uh, really uh, uh, a, uh, on a great uh, on a path great path until uh, COVID uh, derailed us oh gosh are you on YouTube yeah. can we look it up on YouTube you're playing or your band uh, yeah there's a, I think there's a uh, um, I, I got a clip ready on, I think, his YouTube site today, if I can oh, sure, yeah. showcase it. It's about three minutes long, but um, it is really funny and uh, only reminiscent of James Bond. This is the Cheesemongers. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, this, there's, I thought he was asking about the band. About the band, just real quick. Yeah. Oh, the band. the band, okay. Can you it up on YouTube? Um, yeah, there might be, uh, it might be. There might be something on my uh, my channel. Okay. Uh, it you. looks like right there, uh, Keith Baxter playing the Van Halen beat it. Oh, that's, yeah. When I was a kid, when I was uh, in my twenties. Um, yeah, that's me in my twenties. You good. look good, man. <laughs> Get it. Get that, Keith. I subscribe to your to your channel, by the oh, way. Okay. I put that up there because um, uh, uh, an editor friend of mine uh, one one time uh, he and he's a bit of a guitar player and uh, and uh, he said uh, so well uh, what you know uh, what sort of stuff do you play and I said oh I play all all, all kinds of stuff. I didn't trust so, him. So he said oh he said can you play, uh, can you play like Van Halen and I said well I used to. I used to play uh, solo in a in a band, and, and he, uh, uh, you know, he knew me from the animation side, so he was, uh, you know, looking a little askance. And then one day, I didn't even know I had that video, but uh, when I happened upon it, I, I, uh, I put it up on Facebook and uh, and uh, notified him uh, to tell him I wasn't uh, I wasn't BSing him. <laughs> Can, can I ask you? Is, is the move? Is the move to Nash? You're moving to Nashville, Tennessee. I'm actually moving just outside of Knoxville. Okay. Uh, I want to live on a lake, so I'm moving uh, to Telesco Lake. Cool. That is covered by her phone. This was a little uh, Prince uh, Ali chord melody arrangement. Can you guys hear that? Okay. Yeah, it's great. Is that your song? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, when that when COVID happened and the band uh, lost all its work, I uh, I gave myself the uh, the task of uh, writing and uh, performing uh, 
a guitar one guitar arrangement a day so wow. I, uh, I would uh, get up in the morning and pick a song to do and and uh, and uh, I got on the uh, the the kick of doing uh, Disney songs so so yeah it was like uh, just an, an exercise to do to, to give me myself something to, to, to work on and play so so each of those uh, is um, something I came up with in, in the morning and then uh, played it into my phone uh, in my living room uh, uh, later in the day. Well, I was going to put on the cheesemonger, guys, uh, so let me roll that clip because it was so funny. Yeah. I hope you guys caught that. Say your goodbyes to the cheese you hold dear. Keep the cheese you love near. This is pretty damn creative. Well, monger's coming. You can't be outsmarted. All cheese left unguarded will soon be departed. That is so funny. Even one single slice. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I am. Um, uh, uh, on that one, uh, it actually, by, by the time I got this, uh, this far in the process where now I was really comfortable uh, making these, uh, I had uh, three and a half weeks from uh, the from the moment the the premise was uh, approved to turn in a finished cartoon, um, and in, in the beginning that was uh, that felt uh, like uh, <laughs> not not quite enough time. But by the time I did this one, it, it only took me three weeks, uh, maybe even a little less than three weeks to to put it all together. Um, well, you're absorbed now, I think, in promoting uh, the Tom and Jerry. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. It's coming out on, uh, Sega season one is coming out on HBO Max. Yeah, it, it just started uh, at the beginning of July. Um, oh, it's on already. Yep, it's on already. And, uh, and But they only released the first seven episodes. And uh, uh, um, in that match, I only have one one cartoon in it uh originally they they had approached me a year earlier so that would have been um about two years ago uh to because they wanted to do a whole season of 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 musical tom and jerry's and i was working on something else so i had to decline uh and then last july uh they came back to me and said i know you already said no but we're gonna <laughs> just touch base it uh, in case you're interested now. Well, uh, now I'm really interested. Um, I've done a bunch of projects uh, with, uh, with uh, my writing partner, Greg, and and we were just eager to do as much as much stuff as we could. And when when uh, when it was time, um, it was yeah, it was something we just couldn't say no to. So so, so most of the cartoons that I did are gonna uh, come out in the next batch that they, they release. But the first one is in the uh, the batch that's playing now. Were you a Tom and Jerry fan? 
I yes, absolutely. Now, um, if you uh, if you are a real Tom and Jerry aficionado, or if you're a real animation aficionado, then you know that not all Tom and Jerry cartoons are created equally, and some of them are extremely good. The original ones that uh, Hanna Barbera uh, did at MGM are they are just absolutely top notch, really funny, great animation. And then, as you have probably heard, sometimes studios will just try to do a cash grab. I don't know if you've heard of this concept, but but uh, <laughs> you never heard of that, huh? No. Uh, well, they they will, and what they'll do is they'll say, "Hey, people will buy Tom and Jerry no matter what it looks like." Uh, so so then there's some bad Tom and Jerrys that have been made over the years as well, but uh, but. Um, uh, I'm really proud of what we did uh, on these. Uh, uh, Daryl is a is a fantastic director, um, and they gave us a, an opportunity to do something that that uh, doesn't happen every day. Uh, you know, most most uh, studios they're very uh, leery about hiring someone to do those very different things, composing and and creating the stories. And storyboarding them, um, the it doesn't fit into a normal uh, workflow uh, or schedule, um, and so they're very timid about doing anything that departs from the the, the schedule because you can only get in trouble for doing that. So I gotta I gotta thank uh, Will Finn, who was the story supervisor, and uh, and Daryl, the director, and Ashley, the producer, for for um, giving me the opportunity, because uh, I know those opportunities are, uh, they're pretty rare. Um, normally, if they want a composer, they hire a composer. If they want a story artist, they hire a story artist. So to get to, to do everything all at the, the same time is pretty wonderful. Which you prefer more, the music or the uh, storyline? Uh, nobody has to pay me to play the guitar. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> I got a question. Have you ever, almost like as a joke, submitted like music that you knew that just just to see if they were really paying attention, like something like metal or something like By the Cure, it sounded like By the Cure, just as a joke and you threw it out there? I don't know. Have I ever done that? Um, I, you know, I'd have to think about that. I, I will tell you uh, uh, the, the very unorthodox way that I got into writing music for, for film and television. Uh, I, uh, when I was doing uh, Tasmania, I had a story artist working for me who later on, she became a, uh, the producer of the Beethoven cartoon. And so she hired me to do character designs for it. Um, so I submitted a theme song uh, for the Beethoven cartoon on spec. And they, they included that uh, along with a, a bunch of other composers, and they sent them all over to Ivan Reitman and Michael Gross, and they 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 picked this song that I had written on spec, and uh, I didn't know any better. I figured, well, that's probably how everybody does it. So uh, when I uh, started working as a character designer on the Mask animated show, I did the same thing, and the same thing happened. They 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 uh, they picked my song and they asked me. Yeah, yeah. To do another for uh, they, the mask had a Saturday morning show and a syndicated uh, package, so they wanted a different song for that. So 
I thought, well, I guess that's how you do this. Uh, yeah. Later on, yeah. that, was, uh, that never happens. So, uh, <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, Tony, uh, if we take a break for a commercial um, before we go into that, I I wanted to mention to Keith uh, how much we also love uh, Hotel Transylvania here. <laughs> you worked on the soundtrack for Hotel Transylvania, and I have a specific reason of why we like it so much here. My daughter and I absolutely love Hotel Transylvania. So when we come back, please, we will be back and talk to Hotel Transylvania. Okay, Tony, it is time to be informed and to be entertained. So <laughs> we love your, your work um, because, uh, you know, we also own a little country uh, in Keith, Bed and Breakfast. And so we're so proud to see the vampire father that is also running the hotel and the vampire daughter. And so it's just been hilarious. And when my daughter was younger, she's 10 now, but I don't know if she wants to watch it anymore, Hotel Transylvania, but she loves when the movies come out. We used yeah. to watch the, the show and, and other shows similar to this premise, but when the movies come out, um, we definitely schedule them up. So uh, um, uh, happy to see those continuing forward, Hotel Transylvania 3, 4, 5. I hope that that continues to go it's so nice. And you did a number of songs for that. You didn't just work on, on one thing, right? Well, again, this is a few years ago. So uh, I I wrote uh, I wrote a bunch of things, but I never know what's going to end up in the final movie. Um, so, so my recollection of all the things that I wrote versus what ended up in the movie, uh, I get, I'm you know it's not it's not super clear. But yes, I did. That was another one of those uh, happy. Uh, uh, like different studios have, have different uh, levels of openness to letting you stay out of the box. That, uh, oh, right, right. And so, so uh, Sony were very, very nice about that. I mean, it, I, I could have uh, been considered a, a, a colossal pain uh, uh, by by saying, "Hey, uh, I see you need a, a music moment in in the the, the uh, movie." Uh, can I give it a shot? Um, and so Sony, they were very, very cool about that. DreamWorks was really cool about that. Um, I got to write a lot of songs for, for them. Uh, uh, Disney, this isn't a slam on Disney, but D Disney's just different. D Disney, uh, at, at least at the time I was there, if you get hired to do one thing, then they're, they're, policy is, hey, we have experts to do the other thing. We hired you to be an expert in this thing. Right. So uh, it's you just... You all have different attitudes and different yeah. personalities. Do you see that kind of come and go? Pardon me for interrupting you, Tony. Um, <laughs> do you see that kind of come and go, Keith? Does it last like about 10, 10 years of leadership? Is there a, a kind of a cycle with those different studios? Is that, that a thing that happens everywhere? Yes, because you're absolutely right. There is a great... Uh, turnover every 10 years and, uh, okay the first time the first time it happened i thought well that's strange uh you know uh i'm looking around now and and everyone's different i bet that doesn't happen again but then sure enough every 10 years look around and uh it's yeah. a whole new, uh i just want to say and and john might 
might have a comment about this, but in the country club and the club managers association of America, we have a life cycle of being a club general manager of about three to five years. It's just something we've come to, to understand and be able to put a, put a push pin on, um, you know, a new president comes in, well, we're going to change things around here. I'll tell you a little something, you know, and, and right away, the chef sucks. The GM needs to go. We're going to shape up this board. And it's like, oh, okay, we're very familiar with this. We're just moving on to someplace else, but it's more friendly. Wants to, you know, so, so just Keith, on our side. Can I ask one question? I got to ask this question. Keith. Yeah. yeah. There's a Wait on us. You're in one question. There's you're in Los Angeles. You're you're in California. Here, there's a wildfire coming through the neighborhood, and you got to get going. You've got time to grab one guitar of yours. <laughs> what is it? It is. It's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be my Gibson ES one seventy five. All right, it's, very good. Uh, a wonderful jazz guitar, and um, yeah. It's gonna be that one, or the other one. I, I also have another jazz guitar. Um, that's a, a custom built one, so it's hard to say. Uh, if uh, if I was gonna take third degree burns, uh, if I if I grabbed uh, another one, I would still save uh, those two guitars. All right, that was my question. I had to ask it. <laughs> well, great question. Okay. It was actually. I have a question. I mean, I know you worked at least with on Tom and Jerry with uh, Greg. Yes. Uh, so how does that work? I mean, do you just bounce ideas off of each other? Do one of you take the lead uh, when coming yeah. up with the? I, I took the lead um, because first, I, first off, uh, I was the the contact. Uh, I'm the one that's that's got decades of of doing specifically animation uh, and. And I was the one that was writing the cartoons, so so I was. It was very important for me to be able to to just set the style of the the music uh, because it had to work with what I was envisioning uh, for the for the the action of the cartoon as well. So just as a matter of efficiency, uh, I. I took the lead in in uh, in what we're doing, but sometimes the lead is saying, uh, "What do you think?" That, like one of the the songs that, uh, or one of the cartoons we did, it involves a piano duel, and at, at one point, Tom and his nemesis are battling back and forth on pianos, uh, on on piano uh, vir virtuoso piano. Uh, 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 phrases and uh and so part of taking the lead was in that case was hey greg what are what are some of your favorite uh, uh piano cadenzas or or whatever and uh and greg's a very accomplished pianist which is wonderful to have because my my piano yeah, usually desire so well i could just totally rely on greg to to uh to do that and uh, and and again when it uh when it came to doing the uh the orchestrations. It was great to just be able to turn that over to Greg, and and I could concentrate on story. Uh, otherwise, it, it never would have happened. 
Now, any spoiler alerts? Anything coming up? In, in the, <laughs> you put your own spin on Tom and Jerry? Well, okay, Tom, we'll have uh, all of these, the band members of California Dreamin' perform uh, one of the, uh, the the songs. So there's this surfer, uh, surfer song uh, in one of the episodes. And I had a built-in Beach Boys, just everyone in my band. Uh, and so... So uh, the the lead singer on 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 that episode is a, a fellow by the name of Gregory Finsley. He fronts the band Queen Nation. They're uh, the top Queen tribute band in in at least in America, maybe in the world. Um, and he sang and played drums for for my band, uh, um, um, California Dreamer. Um, so yeah, that sounds like a spoiler, um, or at least a, 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 an Easter egg. How about that? <laughs> well, we had Michael uh, Osiello on uh, yesterday live uh, from TV Line, and you know he wrote for a long time for Entertainment Weekly, and also TV Guide, um, some fifteen years combined, writing if not longer. And his big book that just got optioned to make a movie um, is Spoiler Alert: The Hero Dies. So. Uh, that's, I think everyone has got spoiler alerts this week for everyone we interview. So I knew you were going to call me out on that. <laughs> As it left my lips, I knew you were going to call me out, Marty. Well, I think okay, we're almost, well, we are out of, we are out of time, regrettably. Well, in the last episode of, uh, of it, Tom does die. So, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> no. Oh, man! No! <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunately, I think we're at the end of our episode with Keith uh, Baxter, but I hope, Keith, that we haven't totally put you off and you will come back again and join I us. Really yeah, he's got to come back. He's the hero in our home. Um, he's done so many beautiful, creative, wonderful shows and, and music and cartoons, I mean, have touched our hearts in so many ways. Um, it was a 20, 30, 50 different things at least that he's done. And we watch all of them, man. Yeah, thank well, you. thanks for keeping me employed. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We love your work, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, be you good. so much for being here, here and, now. and come back. All right, thanks very much.